Welcome to Simply Listen, Women in Dialogue. My name is Soomin Kim, and I hope you're having a beautiful day. I'm excited to be talking today with percussionist Jisoo Jung, who earned her Master of Music degree and Artist Diploma from the Yale School of Music in 2019 and 2020, respectively, and has launched a career that's equally focused on performing and teaching. I'm eager to talk with Jisoo about discovering music and the marimba as a young child, coming to the United States from South Korea to study, expanding the marimba repertoire and collaborating with composers, women composers especially, and more. Hi, Jisoo. Hello, Samin. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. I heard you just performed with the Baltimore Symphony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really great experience. Yeah. How did the concert work? Was it live stream or was it with the live audience? Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is their kind of COVID situation concert series. So I record the performance with the orchestra member in the hall, Meyerhoff Hall. And we have this premiere date coming up, which will be on April 14th. Um, so I will highly suggest everyone to go to Baltimore Symphony website and check it out. It's a beautiful piece um, that I performed. It's a marble concerto by Emmanuel Sojourne. Um, he's a French composer and is just very rich and impressive and very emotional piece um so i think it's just really easy to understand really touches every souls whoever is not even musicians um so yeah and they're all different repertoires there too that is just wonderful to listen to yeah i remember seeing you play when you were here especially um the concert in sprague where you played kevin putt's marimba concerto and I remember thinking to myself, wow, I've never seen anyone play the marimba like that. You were um, so lyrical and so dynamic in your movements. I mean, the piece itself is just really beautiful. And it just, we're actually performing again in June with Baltimore Symphony. Um, and I can't not wait for that concert to really happen in person as well. But um, yeah, it's one of the pieces that I really, really love to play. It really is speaking my language and it just feels very comfortable and really connected. Yeah. So you were at Yale last year, which is when you got your artist diploma and you're currently in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about your career so far, how you've established yourself as a concert marimbist and also an educator? Yeah. Um, my journey starts way back to my childhood. So uh, neither of my parents are professional magicians, but I grew up in such a musical family. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up listening to all different kinds of music, like jazz, old pops, and classical music. And it just as Mozart piano concerto number 21 was my alarm call for a long period of my childhood and I was constantly just surrounded by music that my parents provided Um, then I was just really fortunate enough to be introduced to piano marimba and violin flute at my very young age Mm -hmm. and that I remember kept going back to play marimba when I was in lessons for all those different instruments and growing up in South Korea allowed me to have many opportunities to be on the stage Um, I remember my very first concerto was when I was seven 
Wow. And I still vividly remember what I wore for that concert. And in uh-huh. fact, I still have that dress in my parents' mm-hmm. house, I think. Um, and then I went to the art high school in Korea, which is the place where I learned about all other in- instruments. Mm-hmm. I was constantly affected by the music that I even never got to discover before. Mm-hmm. And I was just fascinated by how incredible the Vienevsky violin sonata is and how much Brahms sonata quickly became one of my lifelong pieces. And all this music for me was like having a growing pain, but mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, because I'm from a very small town in Korea, I had to commute between my home and school. Um, it takes about three hours. For wow. a little, little over a year or two, I think. And, you know, I would finish practicing around 10 p.m. at school. Then I would catch the last bus at around mm-hmm. midnight to come home. Then by 2 a.m., I'm in bed and waking up at 4.30 to go to wow. school again. Yeah. But um, I could not wake up from the bed calmly for one morning because I was just so excited to learn new things. And... I think there aren't really barriers for those who hold firm to their passion, right? Mm. So then I came to the United States. I met my mentor, Robert Lynn Sice. Mm-hmm. Um, I attended Peabody Conservatory, and then I went to Yale. Um, yeah. I would not be able to be who I am today if I had not gone there. It was just an eye-opening experience during the most crucial time in my life. It was, again, like constant motivations full of igniting situations surrounding me. And I felt like I was finally able to blossom with all the nutritions and soils that was provided to me. Hmm. And uh, my solo career started when I was at Yale. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really fortunate to be really on, on the stage more and more and playing more with orchestras and along with the solo recitals. Um, just, I think Yale really provided a good platform for me to be able to really bring out and um, just stand on my feet by myself. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was lucky enough to get a position at the Peabody Conservatory. I am honored to be a faculty member there. I've been teaching for two years now. Um, which I love. Um, the kids are just so fantastic. They're so talented. And um, yeah, it's just been really great career path so far. Yeah, it's really inspiring to see a recent alum like yourself um, have such an amazing career so far um, and to be able to prove yourself as both a performer and also an educator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel extremely lucky that I... Um, I'm able to do whatever I'm doing. And I think playing and performing is like my fuel and soil, right? Like they're the one that I really um, can't wake up and then drive myself with. But also teaching gives me another thing that it just, it gives me energy and it gives me like all those motivations to be a better musician because mm-hmm. I have to be teaching someone yeah. and they're looking for all those informations and all those ideas that I have and I need to really stimulate myself and Leslie mm-hmm. so that I can still give them whatever is helpful and 
I think it's balancing really well right mm-hmm. now. Um, me putting myself on the stage at the same time, sharing that experience with others. Yeah. And I think another aspect in which you've been pioneering is expanding the marimba repertoire. And I know that you've been commissioning a lot of women composers, especially to write new music for marimba. And I'm curious what your inspiration and motivation was. Yeah, um, well, percussion history is not as deep as other instruments at all. Right. Um, it only really developed during the last 50 years. And mm. with the repertoire range we have, we're constantly seeking for new pieces as we do not have Bach, Brahms, and Debussy. Yeah. <laughs> and working with living composers is like almost 80% of what I do. I cannot be more thankful that we are able to do this. And as a performer, to deliver the music as clearly as possible and to give lives into it, the more communications there, the better you can deliver the music. And I've always wanted to bring more to the world and expand our repertoire. One of the things that I very much wanted to make happen was to work with lots of woman composers. Mm. Well, I, in fact, will be premiering very soon with a piece that you wrote for me. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for that. And it's just just, uh, exciting to see more women in our field to really show the variety of music and colors. And I think it's just really exciting and important thing that we are endlessly putting effort to create art together. And especially that that we can have different voices in the world. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and my experience so far working with living composers and especially women composers been just incredible. I mean, I cannot be more thankful I think that everyone is in the same headspace too that Mm -hmm. we just want to create more and more and we just need to have more arts and music in general Mm. during this difficult time especially Um, this is something that I really want to push throughout this whole journey yeah yeah I was really thankful that you asked me to write a new piece and it's been so wonderful working with you And I remember last year when you were here, we were both in the percussion studio and running stuff, you know, um, and reading the very first draft. And I'm curious if you do that often when you're working with living composers, just kind of collaborating from the very early stage. Yeah, um, I prefer to have very close relationship with my composers. So um, I... Well, I have plenty of conversations even before we're working. And once we get into this process, I make sure that I put both my feet. So for me, my preference is just to start as clear as possible, Mm. um, share what we want as Mm. clear as possible so that we can make this process as joyful as possible because that's the purpose of doing music you know you just have to be happy you just have to enjoy the whole process of working with others yeah like you mentioned I feel like there's really an increased need to make music and art together especially during these difficult times and I'm curious how you've been making music lately because a lot of musicians have had to find alternative ways to make music Um, I've been doing a lot of arrangements so Mm -hmm. I do my arrangements 
uh, myself. Um, I discovered so many musics by Scalati,、mm-hmm. and of course, I love Debussy. That's one of my favorite composers. And there is a Ligeti piece that I really want to、um, just perform when it's when it's all open. And there are several pieces that I really discovered. Um, during the pandemic time that I didn't have chance to before,、mm-hmm. and、um, it's I mean it's always up to you, right? Like how you're looking at situations. I mean you can choose to be positive and you can choose to be、um, somewhat productive if you want. And I tried my best to think like that. I tried my best so that we can just use this. Time as an opportunity to do something that you never had chance to,、mm-hmm. um, and for me it was always like I just love listening to jazz music, and I'm a、mm-hmm. huge jazz lover. And arranging the piece part is just was always there for me to do, and I never really had chance to do that because I never had time to do that. But、yeah. um, during those times, I think it was really helpful to have those space and.、Um, Just kind of bring out those like creativeness,、mm. and、um, I spent a lot of time just looking at the score, discovering the new music, and finding new artists and blah blah blah. And、um, it's it's exciting, and I try to apply on the marimba, and it it works perfectly. Then、mm. you know the joy that I have that morning is just unbelievable. It's just really fun and. Um, this is like one of the things that I've been doing and focusing besides practicing my normal repertoire. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I've seen a lot of percussionists play box string music, for example, but on the marimba. And I wonder if arranging is a part of percussionists' musical skill sets, so to speak.、Mm-hmm. I think、um, I think it's really crucial that we we use. Those composers' music, right? Because we don't have any, we、mm. don't have any box music or Mozart or Beethoven. And imagine you're a growing musician and you never play Beethoven's music or、yeah. box music. It's just, it's just impossible. And、mm-hmm. um, ability to do that on the marimba is 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 very wide. And I myself. Love playing box music, and I just one of my favorite pieces is you know, box violin sonata or cello suite or lute suite.、Um, I never get tired of playing it, and I do think that the reason why people play so much of box music or other classical composers' music is because because they that's what they need to be able to really grow up as a musician. Yeah. I've written for the marimba a few times now, and it's always really hard to write for marimba. It's one of the trickier instruments to write for because you have to think about the sticking, and it's laid out like a piano, but it's not quite a piano. And I feel like it's a very specific instrument with a very specific color and strengths. And I'm curious what attracted you to marimba in the first place. That goes way back to when I'm when I was two. Wow. Um, I think it was just a sound that I don't really get to experience with other instruments,、mm. and、um, of course I could fall into piano, cello, violin, but none of them was interesting enough to me. And、yeah. 
when I listened to that marimba sound, it was just speaking to me. And mm. I mean, I wouldn't say a two-year-old would know exactly what he wanted to do for an entire living, but mm. <laughs> um, I could tell that though I think that I was just drawn into that sound it's very spiritual instrument um, mm. it sounds like how cello sounds like you know how humans voice like and I do really think that marimba also sounds like that and mm. we do have a similarity with like you know the lowest pitch on the marimba is actually the lowest pitch on the cello yeah um, and the, how how the voice work is a little bit similar and we have this like resonator that really warms the sound and the beauty of the ability to make different sounds with mallets as well. That's yeah. one of the biggest parts too. Um, one of the big parts that what people find that it's interesting is that we switch mallets, right? During yeah. the piece, you can create the sound by picking the right mallets or um, sometimes if you play with wrong mods and it doesn't sound as clear as what it's supposed to be, I do feel like sometimes it just expand version of my language or mm. like expand version of me expressing how I feel. And sometimes it sounds weird, but sometimes I do better by playing marimba and express myself than mm. using my words. And sometimes it is creating more deeper connection than when I just verbally communicating with people. And um, when I connect with, I don't know, 4,000 people in the music hall, I can feel very strongly that we're Mm. all communicating and um, that you can't really do with words. Um, That I, I just think that this music that Marimba creates is really strong and it's just amazing. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I love how the marimba just clicked with you and quickly became your voice. And I I certainly feel that myself too. I think that's what drew me into composition in the first place. Um, it literally gives me voice. It lets me express whatever I have to say. It's so inspiring and wonderful to hear about your passion for marimba and your eagerness to communicate with the audience using your voice. And we talked about your career a little bit before, but I'm curious what your ultimate career goal is. Yeah, um, well, first, I'm really honored to be a faculty member at the Peabody Conservatory. Um, If performing is my fuel and soil, teaching is that I find it's endlessly a goal in my life. Um, I remember that the legendary pianist now he's not with us, unfortunately, but Leon Flesher said right before he walked on the stage in New York, um, he mentioned that he is still learning. And it was really shocking because he's been a musician for 70 plus years. And this person still is eager to learn. And Mm. I thought, this is it. Like, you will never stop learning. And for me, it was through teaching. Mm. And I not only just share my musical ideas with people when I teach, but more than anything, I get to learn from them too. And funny enough, like my all-time goal ever since I was a little girl was to be able to have my own foundation. Mm -hmm. 
I would like to hold like several benefit concerts internationally for music students facing financial challenges. Sharing music is something that I find more than just important to me. Mm. Um, so I would like to help young musicians and to provide them guidance and direction for their musician aspirations. And I cannot think of any better way to give back whatever I have received. Mm. So my goal would be able to really give back, give back whatever I received from many other people, mm. all the supports that I have. And I think, I think that's the way that, way that I want to, where I want to be a, a better musician, better person. Yeah, that's really amazing. I can't wait to see this foundation come to life. I will share it with you. I will make sure that I send you all the concert tickets. And <laughs> you, you have to make sure to donate, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's another question that I like to ask on this podcast. And that is, what is something that you care about? I care about genuine connection and the sincerity. Um, that's the thing that I think about whenever mm. I perform as well everything has to be as open as it can be everything has to be as organic as it can be mm. um, I try to just always not forget about feelings so when mm. I do when I do music I can still express as clear as possible as deepest way possible so that we can make this a genuine connection yeah that's really beautiful. I love that you use music as a tool to make genuine connections with people. Going back to what you said about marimba being your voice, I think music really does allow us to make connections and build bridges beyond any boundaries. And I'm really intrigued by what you said about not forgetting feelings and bringing them into music when you're performing. So could you tell me more about that? Mm -hmm. um, so... I use music or I would watch movies or I would read a book. So like, I, I think I put myself purposely into the situation sometimes so that I can have those different emotions going on. Mm. And um, sometimes I feel like I need this kind of emotion. I need to like fire up a little bit more things than mm. I either put Tchaikovsky or Stravinsky's music or watch one of those movies that has, you know, somewhat extreme or dramatic scenes, or sometimes I feel like I need to really connect uh, more with something fragile or something more emotional. Then I listen to a lot of Ravel's and Schubert so that you can really remind yourself what that mm. feeling like. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important uh, because to be able to really have all those feelings and emotions, I mean, you just have to try. You just have to put an effort to really re uh, maintain those emotions and so that you can deliver as, as much as you can. Yeah, that's really beautiful. It's sort of weirdly refreshing to hear that because I feel like, you know, we go to music school, we sometimes get bogged down in the techniques and the academic side of music and forget to remind ourselves that we're humans and we are essentially what we're doing is communicating these feelings through music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Before I let you go, could you tell me where our listeners can find you and your works? Um, so I have my website. It's mm-hmm. just my full name, jisoojung.com. Um, there you can find my recordings and photos and contact information. And I do have my Instagram, the official Instagram and then Facebook page that you can um, follow and check up all those upcoming concerts and projects so yeah yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast today it was so nice talking with you well thank you so much sumi it was really really fun and it was a very meaningful time for me to share all those experiences that i have thank you jisoo and thank you ysm community for simply listening be well